Hello and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Life Community Church, Leamington Spa. Recorded at one of our Sunday morning services, we hope this message inspires, equips and encourages you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, good morning everyone. Absolutely fantastic to see you all and a big welcome to everyone at home that's tuning on our podcast as well. Are we all well today? We're looking absolutely amazing and it's great to see this place looking more and more full, isn't it? So I have to share with you, uh, I have two daughters and a son, some of you may know, and my daughter Sophia is 10 and my other daughter Isabella is 7. And in our home, myself and the two girls have a very peculiar passion Something that the three of us all love to do. And no doubt it's come from me. It's not come from the Father in any way. And that is we love having a good sort out, a good clear out. Is anybody else with me? A good sort out, a day out for me. Okay, it's going to the local skip. I'm not joking. I love it getting there, opening the boot, throwing it all in and just getting rid of stuff because actually turn to your neighbour and say, once upon a time. You see, it's all in that phrase, once upon a time there was something that you really liked. Actually, once upon a time, something that you thought, I cannot live without this thing or once upon a time you had to go out and spend money on the latest whatever it was. And at some point, a few weeks, months or years down the line, we look at that once upon a time thing and we think, that is tat. Like, why didn't someone seriously stop me from even buying that rug or getting that piece of furniture or that book that I've never even read? Like, actually, it's no longer valuable. It just becomes clutter in your house, clutter in my house, and I can't stand clutter. And actually, the reality is, we can have a joke about it, but often in your life and my life, we end up carrying a lot of clutter. We end up carrying a lot of stuff that once upon a time, I thought that was important. But actually, really? Is that thing really important? Is that pursuit really valuable? And we can come to a time where we think, I need to to declutter, not just my house, that's one level. But for some of us, maybe even beginning of 2020, we've kicked off again. Maybe for some of us, it's time to think, maybe I need to declutter some of my life. You see, we have a lot going on, don't we? Work, family, homes, priorities, hobbies. And sometimes it can all get into one big mix. And we look at our mix and you can look at your mix and your world. And sometimes that's saying we can't see the wood for the trees. We don't really know what we're supposed to focus on anymore. Like lots of things seem important Lots of people seem to need us. Lots of things seem to be pulling your time and we can get a bit lost in this mix. And actually today, we're going to spend a few minutes focusing on actually the one thing. Not the 66 things or even the 10 things, but the one thing that I believe the Word of God says, this 
is the one thing that you really need. This is the one thing that if you go for this, all guns blazing, you're going to be good. That clutter, that mess, that st- it's all going to fall into place. So do you want to know the one thing? Anybody? You don't sound like it. Do you want to know the one thing? Fantastic. The more energetic you are, it, it helps me, by the way. You feel good and I feel even better as well. So to find this out, we're going to go to Philippians chapter 3 and we're going to kick off at verse 7 and Philippians was written by the apostle Paul who wrote much of the New Testament and just to give you a quick bit of context Paul was top of the tree he was clever super educated he probably was pretty wealthy he had a lot of influence a lot of respect Paul said jump you said hi hi Paul he'd got to the top of his tree he did not need for anything But he got to the point in his life where maybe he looked at his clutter, his stuff, and he came to this conclusion. This is the one thing, church in Philippi. This is the one thing that you need. I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Turn to your neighbour and say, knowing Christ Jesus. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. I want to know. Turn to your other neighbour and say, I want to know. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. We're going to pause it there. What, what is Paul saying? Give it me in a nutshell, Leanne. He's saying the one thing, the one thing that really counts for your life, The one thing that you need to focus on, the one thing that you need to run after is to know Christ. That is the one thing. It is literally that simple. It's for you to know Jesus. Everything else, Paul is saying, pretty much you can count it as rubbish. You can count it as garbage. All that other clutter, all that other stuff. I've done it. I've been there, Paul's saying. But the one thing is for you to know Christ. Because friends, can I tell you this? There's times in your life where you won't know what's going on around you. But if you're on a journey of knowing him, Everything else around you will sort itself out. You don't need to know everything around you, what's going on. You just need to go on a pursuit of knowing him because he's in charge of everything around you. The one thing, friends, 
the one thing is to know him. And we're just going to carry on to verse 12. I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on. Let's say together, press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. You see, this message today is called In Hot Pursuit. And God wants you in hot pursuit of him. If there's one thing you do in 2020, God wants it to be that you're in hot pursuit of him. Yeah, the gym's important. Yeah, washing your pants and socks is important. Brushing your teeth before church is important. Your work's important. I know all that. I'm not booting it all out. But friends, we got to keep it in perspective. And the encouragement and the instruction here from Paul is the one thing is to be in hot pursuit of knowing Jesus more. If you can get to December 31, 2020, and you can say, I know him more, Leanne. I know him more. I don't know it all. We're never going to know it all. And if you think you do, you're already probably needing a pastoral convo with someone. But if you can get to the end and you know him a little bit more, well done. Job well done. You're on the right track. You're on the right track. Because God wants you to be in hot pursuit of him. Because friends, he's got so much for you. He has got so much wealth and abundance and blessing. He wants to pour into your life, but it all starts here. Will you come and get to know me more, Leanne? Will you come and be in hot pursuit of me, Leanne, more in 2020? Will you come and find me more? And we're just going to look real quick at three ways that you can pursue God more in 2020. Does that sound good? Are you up for that? Do you want to know three things that I believe can help you in your pursuit of God this year? Here we go. So the first one is this. To pursue God, you must persevere. Turn to your neighbour and say, persevere. Persevere. Oh, persevere. What a word. First of all, let's say this is not a sexy word. And this is not a word that I think our society practices very well these days. Because actually, we want the instant. Well, I don't really want to work hard. I just want to get the thing quickly. You know, people lose weight, but actually, it's the perseverance of keeping the weight off. We can get married but then it's the perseverance of working through the relationships that you think, I didn't think you were going to be like that when we got married. They didn't think you were going to be like that either. See, 
greater case. <laughs> persevere is where the rubber hits the road. And for you to pursue God in 2020, you've got to get this round your belt, in your head, that you've got to persevere. You say, if Jesus were right here now, and I believe he's put this word in my heart for you, he'd be saying, press on. Come on, my son. Come on, my daughter. Keep going. Keep going. Take another step. Live another day. Read your Bible again. Pray the prayer again. Be kind again. Tithe and give again. Reach out to that person again. He would be saying, keep going. Keep going. Don't give up. It didn't work once. It didn't work twice. It didn't work seven. It didn't work ten. But maybe you're on 11. And maybe 12 is going to be the tipping point. Persevere. Keep going. You see, sometimes when you're on the brink of giving up, the breakthrough is about to happen. Literally, you're like, I've had enough. I'm not reading my Bible. I'm not going to another Sunday and listening to that voice up there again. I'm not being kind. I'm not trusting God in my finance. And maybe you're on the brink of a breakthrough. Because maybe if you persevered just a little bit more, just another notch, maybe your breakthrough is about to pour. But you don't just know it yet. And I'm here to tell you it. Keep going. Persevere. Stick at it. For some of you, I got a sense that you've had a pit stop. We've got a picture of a race there and you could be running in the race following Jesus, reading the word, trusting him and whoosh. Something's come left field and it's knocked you off guard. Disappointment, unforgiveness, hurt. That didn't work out how I thought it would. I'm having a pit stop. I'm going go to go to the side. I'm going to have a nice cup of tea and a biscuit feel sorry for myself for a couple of minutes because no one else ever does, so I better do it myself. Maybe there's somebody else in the pit stop. They're pretty low as well, so we have a bit of a comforting conversation, which makes me feel worse at the end of it, by the way. But you stayed in the pit stop. That's not your destination. You're not meant to camp out in the pit stop. You're meant to get up, get back in the race and persevere and keep going. And friends, can I implore you, if you're hurt, if you've gone into pit stop, give it to God, get it right. If you need to go talk to someone, talk to someone. If you need to just give it to the Holy Spirit, do that. But get back on your feet, get back in the race and persevere and keep going because God has got so much for you. He's got so much. Never give up. Winston Churchill said it, didn't he? Never give up. Never give up. I love 2019, but can I be honest with you? Loads of good things, but I hit some tough times in 2019. 
I had some days where I wanted to throw the towel in. And I felt the Holy Spirit say, Come on, kid. Come on. Come on. Persevere. Keep going. You're on the brink, but maybe it's the brink of breakthrough. Keep going because, friends, I prophesy and I speak it out that this church is going to a day we've never seen. And I believe there were times in 2019 when the enemy wanted to take me and Dave out. Why? Because he knows we're on the brink of breakthrough. And we have got to keep persevering. You have got to keep... As a church, we've got to keep going. Double services, is it going to be plain sailing? No. Let's just get that out there now. No. Are we going to hit some... Yes. Are we going to have days where we're like, why are we doing that? Yes. But actually, it's okay. Because God's given us all together the wisdom, the strategy, that we're going to go forward. And we're going to go into that next breakthrough. But you've got to persevere. You've got to persevere. You've got to be like a stamp that sticks to its envelope till it reaches its destination. Stick with him till you get to your destination. No bailing and no quitting. Can we do that? Can you do that over your life? Persevere. The second way that we can pursue God is progress. You see, God wants you to take steps forward in knowing him this year. Not in knowing about him, but in knowing him. You can know all about him. The Jehovah Witnesses know a lot about him. They don't know him. The person of Jesus Christ having a relationship with him. God wants you to take steps to make progress in knowing him. When was the last time God said something to you for the first time? Maybe some of you don't sit with him enough to hear him say something for the first time. He wants you to progress in your journey. You see, God is calling you to progress in knowing him because he sees what's in you and not just that he sees your future and I really want you to get this so I'm going to illustrate it you see God speaks to you not as you are today God speaks to you as he sees you in your future because the Bible says that God is outside of time Therefore, if God is over here, come and join me tomorrow. And this is you. This is today. And this is you. And this is your present. But the Bible says God is outside of time. So actually, God doesn't just see tomorrow as she is today in 2020. God sees tomorrow what she's going to be in 2025 what she's going to be in 2030, what she's going to be doing in 2040. And God speaks to you, not as you are today. He speaks to the man and the woman that you are becoming. 
that He is getting you ready to become. So God may speak to Tamara and say, rise up, warrior. And Tamara might say, well, I don't feel like a warrior. I've really done much. But actually, I believe there's a warrior in this young lady. And Tamara is going to do warrior-esque things in her life and in the next few years. So guess how God addresses Tamara as the warrior. And let me show you. We can see it right in Matthew chapter 16, verse 17 to 18. And this is Jesus speaking to Simon Peter. And now I'm going to tell you who you are, really are. You are Peter, a rock. This is the rock on which I will put together my church, a church so expansive with energy that not even the gates of hell will be able to keep it out. You see, Jesus was speaking to Simon Peter, not who he was on that day, because actually he was about to lose the plot. He was about to disown Jesus big style. He was about to go deep, deep down into a mess. But actually Jesus was speaking to the Peter in his future And he was saying, come on, Peter, I'm going to be building my church on you. And you see, God wants you to progress in knowing him because he can see who you are and what you're going to do in your future. And friends, God has got an incredible destiny for each one of you. He's got stuff shaped up for you that at the moment... You'd laugh if he told you what you're going to do. In fact, you'd look over your shoulder or you'd look at the person next to you and say, no, no. God's talking to the you in your future because he's getting you ready. But you can only get ready by progress, by taking steps in knowing him more. You see... You've either got a progress or you'll digress. Digress means to come away from the main thing. As a church, we've either got to progress aggressively into our future, like we're doing with going to double services, or we'll digress. Suddenly, we'll drift away. It's all about us. It's all about having a cosy time. It's all about just being friends together. And although all of that is really important, actually, it's about the gospel. It's about the good news. It's about the reason Jesus came. We've got to progress because otherwise we'll digress. Same with your own life. Same with us. And finally... We pursue God as we prioritise. How fast did 2019 go? Is 2020 going to go as fast or do you think even faster? Please not even faster, someone. It's probably going to go even faster. How are you going to use this year? How are you going to use your time, your energy, your finances, your creativity, your God-given gifts? 
How are you going to prioritize them? And how are you going to use them in 2020 so you can do that one thing? So you can know him more? So you can be in hot pursuit of Jesus more? You see, for some of us, it's so easy to go to the once upon a time bag, to go to the garbage bag, that stuff that, oh, well, I do want to know God, but hang on a minute. There's something else, there's something else that's ever so important. And we digress. We go back to the stuff that actually is clutter. I don't need to give my time to that anymore. I, I don't need to waste my energy on that. It doesn't matter how many friends I've got on Facebook. It doesn't matter how many likes or not likes I've got. It's back in the garbage bag again. But it's so easy, isn't it? Sometimes without even realising, we don't do the one thing. We go back to things that I thought we counted that as loss. I thought we counted that as garbage. You see, for some of us... We need to get our head out of the garbage bag and just say what Paul said, forgetting, forgetting the things of the past. It's done. doesn't matter. doesn't need any more of you now. doesn't need your thoughts. doesn't need your messages late at night. doesn't need your tears. doesn't need you talking about it again with someone else. It's gone. Forgetting the things of the past and striving forward to one thing, to knowing him. So how are you going to prioritise in 2020 to knowing more? What do you need to do? I don't go on Facebook. I rarely ever watch TV. Dave does both and that's fine. And I have no problem with it. But for me... That's two things I've prioritised in my life. I'm not going to do that stuff because actually I don't think I need them. I don't think it's benefiting me. Actually, it takes out some distractions away so I can do that one thing a little bit better. I can do that one thing of following God a little bit less distracted and a little bit less cluttered. Because actually, this one thing of following God is the one thing that we're heaven bound to. Later on, you read the passage when you get home. We've not got time now. But Paul says we're heaven bound. Turn to your neighbour and say, don't get too comfortable. You see, friends, the Bible says if you're a Christ follower... You're just passing through this life. You're just, you're just going for a walk from birth. You're doing a few things. Hopefully it's following God, knowing him, serving him, helping others to know him. And then pretty soon, we're going to die. And we've just been passing through. We've just been on a little stroll 
Some get a big stroll, some get a shorter stroll, but actually, don't get too comfortable. Ouch. We like our comfort, especially in the Western world. That's a challenge. We like our comfort, but don't get too comfortable because you're heaven bound. You're passing through. And the most important thing, the one thing that Jesus wants of you this year, wonderful people, is that you know him more. And I believe as you persevere, as you progress and as you prioritise, you can do it. It's in you. You've got what it takes. You're on track. Keep going. Keep going. If you've got off track, you can get back on track now, today, before you even get out those doors. Because he's got so much for you. So much for you. His daddy's saying, come on. I'm going to finish with one quick little illustration. If you've had kids here, if you're a parent, remember the first time when your child started walking. And you might have been there and they might have started trying to get up on their little knees. And, and you'd be like, come on, come on. And you'd use all array of funny words and everything. And, but you'd be cheering them on. Come on, you're doing it. You're taking a step. That's it. Come on, come on. And friends, that is the Father heart for you today. Come on, come on. Keep going. Come closer to me. Come and know me more. Come and know me more. Because he's got so much for you. He's got so much for you. Will you stand with me this morning? I'm going to pray. If you want to know him more this morning, just raise your hands out in front of you. Father, I thank you that you want us to be in hot pursuit of you. And I pray for every man and woman here this morning that is saying, yes, I want to do that in 2020. I want to know you more. I ask Holy Spirit, would you help them? Would you take maybe some of the things that we've shared this morning, plant it in their heart. May they edge it on their memory and may they put it into good practice so they can know you more. May they be different in December 2020 to what they are today. May you reveal more of yourself, more of who you are, more of your Father heart to them. Thank you that you love them. And for anyone here, Jesus, that doesn't yet know you, but wants to. I ask that you will give them courage to take that first step in pursuing you. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed this message. For many more resources and for more information, visit our website at www.life-cc.org.